0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the fifth episode of the Triple D's podcast. I'm your host, Devin, here with my co-host, David. And it's been a while since we've been on here. We've missed some playoff action, but today we're here on the night of May 29th to discuss the conference finals matchups, the Lakers versus the Nuggets, Celtics versus the Heat. Lakers versus Nuggets series ended a while back, and the Celtics-Heat series ended just tonight. Um, As you can see... We're dripped out, you know, Denver Nuggets. First time in franchise history making it to the finals. We're excited about that. Game one, Thursday, June 1st. We will be there no matter what. But we're here to discuss everything that went down in these games, um, our honest opinions, our thoughts on it. And, yeah, so, Dave, if you got anything to say before we go into it, I'll I'll let you take the mic.
1: Uh, So just to start out uh, this first Nuggets segment, we cannot, this cannot go unnoticed, but we didn't cover round two at all, yep. but we need to cover that the Nuggets absolutely beat to a pull the Phoenix Suns on their home court for the second year in a row. Yes. So yeah, yes. Nuggets beat the Suns in six. That was a great feeling. Yes. But um yeah, so Nuggets beat the Lakers in four, swept them for the first time in franchise history. Um, That was amazing because uh the Lakers have had our number for so many years, like the past three times that we've been in the mm-hmm. conference final. So that was just awesome for the city of Denver to finally get that, especially against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I guess I'll kinda go a little bit, bit game by game. Uh game one, you know, the Nuggets at one point were up at like twenty one points. Uh it seemed like, you know, the game was gonna be over by like the beginning of the third quarter mm-hmm. but uh, lakers uh, i think at one point tie it but then the nuggets end up pulling away again mm-hmm. um winning by a couple game two it's a lot closer um lakers play a lot better but denver just keeps on winning Yeah, that was uh the, game three that was the yeah,
0: blow up from jamal murray in the fourth quarter yeah and, you know, lakers leading the whole game that was amazing yeah
1: yeah, first half he was he, it was he was shooting very poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, game three, we were watching that one together. Uh, Jamal Murray like thirty points first half, yeah, that was amazing game. game. Yeah. Jokic kind of a really mediocre game, but at the same time it was still good. Like he it wasn't bad. Needed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Nuggets end up winning that one. Uh, game four. Um, It was very close, the whole game mainly. And then on that last possession, uh, Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon play amazing defense to block LeBron uh, and send the Nuggets to the finals.
0: Yeah, that last possession, you know, the relief after the buzzer went off. No foul was called, thankfully. Uh, Everyone started to celebrate. That was amazing, a great feeling. But yeah, I mean, I'll just go in order like you did kind of on my thoughts. I mean, game one, uh, I was super hyped for it. And like you said, the Nuggets, they came out guns blazing. They went up big. You know, they were up 20. But they, like, almost generationally choked. I mean, they were up, like, 20 in the fourth. And the Lakers just completely came back under the power of Austin Reeves, LeBron. It was close, but they were able to pull away. So, at, at the end of that game, I wasn't really impressed with the win because of what happened at the end. But obviously, it turned out to be a dictator for the rest of the series as a 4-0 sweep happened game two i was at ball arena for the game that was one of my best experiences ever uh going to a conference finals games that's just a blessing man that was amazing to watch but yeah watching that in person i that was some of the worst refing i have ever seen in my life the whole the whole first half the free throw differential was insane the lakers shot like 25 free throws in the first half i mean really just unbelievable stuff they were up they were up I think by like 7 or 10 at halftime somewhere in that range like almost double digits up at halftime. Third quarter same same old same old but then the fourth quarter I just got to tip my hat to Jamal Murray for what he did, man. He literally turned into a absolute beast. Nobody on you could not grab a single person on planet earth to defend him and stop him in that moment. He was so locked in on winning that game and he single-handedly did it. Yukic, the first two games, he was horrible in the fourth quarter. Like, like he did absolutely nothing. But Jamal Murray, he carried that load, and he played amazing. He hit shot after shot. Insane contested threes. The crowd was extremely high, but I lost my voice. I mean, that was just insane masterclass. Amazing to watch. Up 2-0. I mean, at that point, I, like, definitely, my confidence was leaning towards, you know, the Nuggets got this in the bag, right? I mean... But game three was extremely important because if the Nuggets win game three, it's over. I mean, we'll get yeah. into that 3 0 stuff later, but no teams ever come back from 3 0. And I don't, I have 0% chance that the Lakers would do so. But if the Lakers win, they gain the momentum in the series. It's 2 1. They have a home court. And then if they win that game, boom. Even series right back up. So game three was the biggest one of the series. As you said, we were watching together Just Interesting first half. I mean it, it was like between both teams about even but I'm pretty sure the Nuggets had a like m- m- Very little lead at halftime or the Lakers. I'm not sure it, yeah. was, it, was, it was a very close game, but one guy I want to give a shout out to was Contavious Caldwell Pope He played amazing that game. He he had a lot of points in the first half. He was hitting shots he was driving to the rim, being aggressive, and I mean, it was just amazing to see. And then, in the fourth quarter, when Jamal Murray finally slipped up, you know, as you said, he had like 30-something in the first half, which was ridiculous. He barely scored in the second, but Jokic did his thing. He showed why he was the best player in the world. Shot after shot, just cre- he was the entire offense of that game. He was creating for everybody with his passing, his playmaking, his shot-making ability, It was just insane. He was hitting shot after shot in the post. He was creating open looks for guys. It was awesome. Their defense was great in Game 3 as well, and they were able to pull away. They were up 3-0, and at that point, I was going into Game 4. Absolute full confidence they would get the sweep and not even worried at all because even if they lost, that's fine with me. We'll go back to Denver. We'll get the job done. Game 4 in L.A., it started off like pretty bad the lakers like started off strong but then i'm pretty sure the nuggets uh ended up taking the lead at some point in like the second half uh jokic had a crazy game in the second half as he did all series this series cemented himself as the best player in the world the things he does it's just i I don't even know how to explain it man the shots he can make over defenders like, I mean, he completely disproved everybody who said that Anthony Davis was going to shut him down this series, completely, yeah. because there were a bunch of those uh, talks, Anthony Davis is the best defender in the league. No, he's not. He showed that he is not. I mean, yes, Jokic is near impossible to guard, but still, he, he made a fool of him, and also defending him. Jokic, one thing I want to stress, he had really good defense this series. Like, his defense, real that was probably what impressed me maybe even the most. I mean, his defense on Anthony Davis in the post was crazy. He wasn't letting him back him down. He was getting a hand in his face. He was forcing him to shoot tough mid-range jumpers. It was great. So then game four, close game throughout the whole fourth, you know, back and forth. I, I thought LeBron was going to do it by himself, man. Like, he had no help all game. He had like a 40-point like yeah, yeah, like 40. 40 triple-double. Last play of the game. I'm not not saying I'm surprised they didn't call a foul because it was a foul. It was not a foul. Not even close. But knowing how the refs are, you see LeBron go, you would think they're going to call a foul. But they didn't. Everyone started to celebrate. And the impossible happened. History. The Denver Nuggets make the first NBA Finals in franchise history. What a sight, man. Uh, Nikola Jokic won Western Conference Finals MVP. And they had so much rest. I'm pretty sure the game was last Monday. Last yeah. Monday or last Tuesday or last Sunday, maybe. And they play on Thursday. That's like a 10-day break. Like, it's it's insane. They could have went on a vacation with all their families. I don't know what they did, but it was awesome. Um, And the, they just made a complete fool out of the Lakers. I don't know where the Lakers go from here. They have a lot of expiring contracts. Uh, They have to make a big decision with Austin Reeves, who proved that he can be a good third option on that team you know there was all the talk about lebron retiring bro he's not going to retire like if anything he'll pull mm. he'll pull the an mj and take a year off and play with brawny but i that's like 2% chance of happening um he's not going to retire uh that was just something some uh media headline to get away from the fact that he just got fucking swept in the western conference finals by the denver nuggets so the Nuggets are yeah. extremely legit. I don't want if you say otherwise, I'm not going to listen to you. They are a scary team, for sure. So that that's my thoughts on the whole series. I thought the Nuggets played amazing.
1: Yeah, and some other points I wanted to bring up is it, throughout this whole playoffs, Aaron Gordon has played some amazing defense on guys like uh, um Karl-Anthony Towns, um Anthony Edwards at times, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker and on LeBron as well. He has played some amazing defense. You know, he's gone from a number one option in Orlando to an amazing, maybe not role player, but he's been, like, a great third or fourth option, Mm -hmm. and he's done his part. He, you know, takes what uh, Jokic gives him. And I also wanted to bring up that uh, uh, Jamal, even though, like, sometimes, uh, like, in the Game 2, at the end of the game, you know, that he was like six of seven or something on field goals. Um, he brought that over to game three in Los Angeles, yep. and they did not because I kept hearing that the media would say, like, oh, LA's gonna like intimidate uh Denver in that first game in LA with the loud crowd and everything. Like, that crowd was loud maybe twice yeah, in the whole series, at all. Yeah. yeah, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, but going back to what you said, in the second round specifically, Aaron Gordon was amazing on Kevin Durant. Sure, go ahead, look at the box score. Kevin Durant averaged 35 a game. No, that's not the story at all. Aaron Gordon slowed down Kevin Durant a lot, and that really was the downfall of the Suns in that series. But yeah, I mean, Jamal Murray averaged 32 in the conference finals as a second option. Like, dude, this team is so deep. Another guy I want to give a shout out to is Bruce Brown. I never knew he had the scoring capability. I, I saw him back in Brooklyn. He's kind of like a, like a Gary Payton type player. Like he's just like there to do the gritty stuff, play defense. But no, he he scored 20 points. He scored 20 points multiple times throughout the playoffs, and he did it in the conference finals off the bench. He's a great sixth man. Uh, probably the best one this entire playoff. So I want to give a shout out to him. But yeah, those are my thoughts on that series. I mean, it was a breeze. I mean, as much as people want to hype up everything, oh Lakers lost. Oh my God. No, Nuggets are a way better team. They handled business, and they made history, and the state of Colorado is ready for Thursday.
1: All right, so the Eastern Conference just wrapped up, and it went to seven games, which I was very surprised. I thought uh, the Heat were going to finish it in at least, at the most, six, but uh, uh, they let it go to seven, almost let Celtics um, make history by being the first team. Come back 3-0 but they didn't Miami just blew out uh, Boston at the last uh, quarter Boston gave up like they always do they shine away they yeah. they don't let the the bright lights they get they let the bright lights get to them you know and um, a lot of I don't know where they go from here maybe Jalen Brown leaves but I'm not sure yet where he would go um, I mean Jason Tatum's not going anywhere obviously uh, maybe take a look at like the head coaching right there. But um, <sighs> if you think like, did Miami win or did uh, um, Boston lose? It was definitely a Miami one. Yeah. Uh, because uh, they took advantage at, at first. Like the first couple minutes, they looked lost. Like I really thought that maybe Boston would take this, mm-hmm. but uh, they were able to you know gather around and really uh tough it out. Um, be the more aggressive team, more tough team. Mm-hmm. And they pulled out the victory.
0: Yeah, I mean, as you said, this would have been the most embarrassing moment in NBA history if Miami lost this game. They were up three to nothing. They played so good in the first three games. I thought no doubt in my mind they were gonna not sweep them. They won by thirty at home, game three, everything was going good. Jimmy was taunting, the crowd was going crazy. Jason Tatum Jill and Jalen Brown were defeated. The coach had no... Missoula had no clue what he was doing. But mm. somehow, I mean... Hey, they said don't let him get one. They got one. And then they were able to get three. I mean... It, it, I mean, those, those three games. Game 4, 5, and 6. Man... As much as I love them, I I got... Well, as much as I love him, you got to put some blame on, blame on Jimmy Butler. He was horrible yeah. in those games. Like
1: And Bam. And Bam out of bio.
0: Bam out of bio. They did nothing. They literally did nothing. I watched all the games. They did nothing. Literally, their, their best players, all those games, were Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin. Like, dude, I mean, you got to have your guys step up. The Celtics are not a bad team. As much as they, like you said, uh, uh, fold under pressure they're a good team they will they can beat any team in the league because they have that talent on their roster but um yeah they let it get to seven that I, I honestly if i had to choose i'll probably pick the celtics at the beginning of this game to win just because like they're at home you know the crowd was into it It was. they were the first <laughs> half the first quarter and everything but man miami got the job done like you said the first couple minutes that was some horrible basketball i was watching what normally happens in NBA games, I was I was talking uh this when I was watching the game. Both teams were shooting horribly, but normally that flips around like me like there's there's a lot of the times in a big game teams shoot horribly to start the game, but then obviously they pick it up, they shoot better. Miami did that. Boston did not. Oh my god, they were absolutely horrible tonight. They were like and it's not even like missing like contested like they were airballing wide open yeah. looks. Like Al Horford airball, Marcus Smart airball, like it, it was crazy. But going on for the rest of the game, man, shout out my dog, Caleb fucking Martin, man. Caleb Martin came into this game, dropped 26. Dude, he, he was a freaking beast. He dropped 26 on 11 of 16 shooting in 45 minutes. He almost played every single minute. He has earned Coach Spoh's trust. And he is going to get a bag this offseason. Miami should do anything in their power to re-sign him. Man, I, I don't know what I witnessed because that was just, like, amazing. Like, literally, that was amazing. Caleb Martin did not miss any shots. He shot four for six from three. He was shooting heat check threes like he Steph Curry. Like, man, that was beautiful to watch, dude. Like, especially in the, in the second quarter, in the third quarter, he really ex- extended the lead. Caleb Martin should have won Eastern Arms Finals MVP, in my opinion, just because of how bad Jimmy was in games 4, 5, and 6. And Caleb Martin was good in games 4, 5, and 6. But shout-out to Caleb Martin, man. And then, of course, shout-out to Jimmy Butler. He scored 28 points on 12 of 28 shooting. He almost played the whole game. Like At the beginning of the game, like I said, like I thought the same thing was going to continue from game 4, 5, and 6. I think what was wrong with him was... For some reason, he wasn't being aggressive like he normally is. Like, I see, like, if you look, like, instead of, like, what he normally does, he gets to his, he gets to his spot by the free throw line, by the, by the elbow, and he'll just pull it, like, right in your face, like, just pull his jump shot. He wasn't doing that Mm much. He was doing pump fakes, he was looking around, taking horrible off-balance shots, and it wasn't working. He wasn't being aggressive enough, and he didn't have his touch. Normally... Jimmy Butler doesn't switch shots. He like gets a good bounce because he has that insane mid-range shooter's touch. No, he was clanking left and right. Games 4, 5, 6. And it started like that this game, but it changed it changed for sure. He uh hit a good amount of threes. He hit three three pointers and he played great. I mean, shout out to Jimmy Butler. Bam out of bio was horrible this game. Uh he had some good defensive stops, but like He's gonna step it up. I mean, we'll talk about it in our finals preview, but like Bam out of bio on Jokic, that's gonna be something to watch for sure. Um I don't know. Bam, he was he's super inconsistent. He hasn't done anything. Even in the games they won, even when they were up 3-0, he didn't really play that good. It was it's Jimmy Butler Ooh. and all the undrafted dudes. Um uh Duncan Robinson played good, he scored 10 points. Haywood Highsmith like hasn't even played a single minute this it, that was the craziest thing. He hasn't even played like a single minute these, this entire playoffs. Coach Spo puts him in in the second quarter, and he makes an immediate defensive impact. Comes in, gets a bunch of stops, plays good t- plays good defense on the stars. That was great to watch. Uh, Kyle Lowry hit some huge shots at times. Max Strus uh, hit a- some insane threes. Um, it was a team. It was a great overall team effort to the Celtics side we all saw jason tatum rolled his ankle on the first possession of the game that was super unfortunate it, it was a bad turn i saw it. i mean
1: yeah. i could
0: tell why he was wobbling and you could tell the the commentators were talking about it you could tell he was hobbled up the entire game man i mean every single time he would land he'd grimace running up the court he'd be grimacing you know trying to shake off his ankle yeah he still played 42 minutes um but he was horrible not not mm-hmm. that not that I can blame him too much because yes, he was injured and that probably affected him, but he had 14 points. He only shot 13 shots. Your superstar shooting 13 shots in a game seven after putting up 51 last series and shooting like 40? Not okay. So, you know, Jason Tatum goes down. Who who do you expect to show up and have the game of their lives to lead you to the NBA finals? Jalen Brown. What does Jalen Brown fucking do? Score as many field goals as turnovers. Jalen Brown, you are horrible, man. And I'm not just saying that because everyone else is saying that. I watched that every single minute of that game and I watched you stink it up, bro. You had eight turnovers, you shot eight for twenty-three from the field, nineteen points, horrible efficiency. Bro, you like how are you such a bad ball handler as as the number as the ball handler of this team? He got ripped at least like five times, dude. Like the fans yeah, were booing him, man. 8 for 23, that's horrendous in a game 7. And literally, their best player was Derek White. This was Derek White versus Caleb Martin. Derek White had 18 points. He was hitting tough shots. He was getting a ones hitting uh, contested threes. So shout out to D. White, man. He, he He's a legend. You know, I like Derek White, Colorado native. Um, uh, nobody else did anything. Al Horford missed a bunch of shots. Marcus Smart didn't even notice him the whole game and pretty much nobody else played. I mean Robert Williams made an impact kind of. He had a he was playing some good defense. He was catching some lobs. One guy that they shouldn't even even played was Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon did not score this game. But he's injured. He he didn't play last game. He he his like arm is broken practically. Yet yeah, you put <clears throat> him out there, you give him extended minutes and you expect him to to um to do something he he's not going to like Malcolm Brogdon was bad Grant Williams was bad nobody did anything they had to rely on Jalen Brown and what happened stunk it up and I'm not going to take it all away from Jason Tatum my guy your idol is Kobe if Kobe twisted his ankle he would have fucking who he would have dropped 50 just because he's pissed that he that he sprained his ankle bro yeah. like No, sprain your ankle in a game seven. Who cares, bro? Even if you win this game, you have two more weeks left of the season in the finals. Come on, bro. 14 points on horrible shooting. It's not it. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on the game. But I'm happy the Miami Heat were win. I was cheering for the Miami Heat. I hate the Boston Celtics. They're a bunch of floppers. Jason Tatum is extremely overrated, in my opinion. Jalen Brown, have fun in China. And yeah, those are my thoughts. I'm happy that the Miami Heat won. And I'm super happy for all the guys. All the undrafted guys, especially Jimmy Butler, man.
1: And I want to bring up some points, like something that makes it worse for Jalen Brown right now is that, like you said, he he was supposed to be their main ball handler after Jason Tatum, uh, not going down with an injury, but getting hurt and uh, his game being affected. But uh, before the series even started, he was telling uh, the Celtics fans, like, if you're going to the game, like, you better be loud. Like, it hasn't really been as loud this season in, in the playoffs. And, like, he really... Didn't do much to, I guess, make them really cheer um, because they lost, obviously, like the first two games in Boston. Um, and I, there's like a good chance that he has a burner account before the conference about like how Celtics don't deserve him and all that yeah. stuff. And then uh, Robert Williams did go into the game uh, like mid first quarter, I'm pretty sure. He might have started, but I think I got that wrong. But uh, he did make somewhat of an impact, but. He's, I feel like he's in a weird spot with the Celtics. It's like, they don't really play that big. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's a weird player to me. Like, I literally do not see him in the regular season at all, except for uh, the playoffs. Because, like, he was it, usually... You, season, season. Yeah, yeah. Like, you always hear that he's injured. Um, but, yeah, and I don't think we can miss it because, you know, he is the Colorado kid. But uh, Derek... Derek White, uh, with that Game Six game winner. Oh yeah, we. I was stunned, man. That, man. Oh yeah, we have to talk about it. That
0: was that Game I, Six ending was ridiculous, bro. Oh yeah, my man. God. yeah. How did we miss that?
1: Like I really thought it was over. Like I thought maybe he touched it, yeah, yeah. but when the buzzer went yeah. off, but nope, it, we as one of the best playoff buzzers, yes, buzzer beaters. Insane
0: hustle from Derek White. The Max Strus, all he needed to do was box out, and Miami's going to the finals two days earlier. But instead, this bug-looking ass fucking gets to the ball immediately. But if you look at the replay, like, they had everything covered. Like, Marcus Smart shot it. if it was right, Jason Tatum was right there to do the same exact thing as Derek White. Just easy putback layup. And then if it went to the left, which it did, Derek White was right there. Just brain farts from Miami all around. I guess they thought he sh- the clock was going to expire as it was in the air, but yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the only reason why I wasn't, like, I guess, confused with Mar- uh, Max Cruz because, cause, like... I think he was waiting and expecting the the buzz, buzzer to go off. So that's why he didn't uh, box out because I mean, I wouldn't have boxed out in his decision, but yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you got to do anything you can. And also when he was guarding the inbounder, which was Derek White, he wasn't facing him. If you go back and yeah. watch the replay after White passes it, inbounds it to smart, He's wide open, like Smart could have easily passed it to Derek White and he would have had a wide open three Because Max Schuess wasn't even looking at him, he was, he, his back was facing towards him So, that was a crazy ending, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy hit those crazy threes Um, or not threes, three free throws, those crazy three free throws, ice in his veins, literally, finals trip on the line for him But then, the impossible happened, .1 seconds, .1 seconds, I mean, it doesn't matter now because Miami ended up Advancing no matter what, but what, but yeah. speaking of that, um, I don't know if you saw, but a bun- there's been a bunch of talk about how when Al Horford fouled Jimmy Butler on that three-pointer, there was uh, like 2.1 seconds left. Yet for some reason, they brought it back to 3.0 because they did look at it. It did seem like 2.1 was wrong. But if you do slow it down, like Jimmy's on his upward descent with the, with his shot and Horford slaps his arm. The contact happens around like when I watched it, like, 2.7, 2.6, 2.8, around that time. And obviously, normally that wouldn't make the biggest difference. But in this case, it makes the biggest difference because yeah. Derek White was able to get that shot off with point .1, 2. Do you Do you think that that was wrong, that they put 3.0 seconds or what?
1: I mean, yeah, they probably were. I think they were wrong with 3.0. But at the same time, like, whether you anyone wants to consider it like all oh, they were trying to help out boston like i think that it is so hard to try to like time or because like three seconds is a lot of time to get a shot off but um i don't know man i don't think it was like i think they got the right call i think they called it right with Putting three points like three seconds. I don't
0: think so because he slapped his arm at like 2.8 Like he like if you really go frame by frame point one by point one at 2.8 2.7 around then That's when the foul happened and they could have easily distinguished that they have the monitor right there They can slow it down as much as they want if they decide to go to 3.0. I don't know if they saw some contact I didn't see at 3.0, but Like I said doesn't matter Miami destroyed Boston uh just real quick, I want to talk to you about um, Boston has done nothing. Uh, they've been good for a while now. I don't know why people like to say, like, for example, there's a lot of narratives around how, like, because I'm a Warriors fan, I see this. There's a, long, a lot of narratives about how, like, oh, the Warriors beat this young Celtics team. Bro, they were in the 2018 Eastern Conference Finals, one game away from the finals against literally LeBron and that's it again in Cleveland with rookie Tatum Jalen Brown with the same exact team but younger like bro they've been here like 2019 they were here 2020 they were here they lost 2021 they were here they lost um they they lost and then 2022 they lost they made it to the finals but then they lost and then here we go again they're like they're they're like they're, like, the 76ers, but, like, instead of the second round, the conference finals. Like,
1: yeah.
0: they're the same thing. So, I want to ask you, yes, Jason Tatum's 25 years old. Do you think that he is for sure a number one option on a championship team? I'm
1: going to say yes because I don't know if you can get someone better than him. Like, to put him on the same team, I, don't, I think that's very hard to do. Um, because I don't think you can bring someone on better than him, but I think you can get someone that's very close and I don't think Jalen Brown right now is like Really close to being as good as Tatum. If not that, yeah, he's not better
0: I'm gonna say no because It's not like he didn't choke this year really but after what I watched last year I I, I can't I can't trust him to win you win you in your championship he completely folded. And people don't talk about it enough. Yeah, it was talked about a bit. You know, Tatum, he was only averaging like 22 points in the series. He had a bunch of stinkers. But, yeah. like, if you actually watch the games, dude was horrible. He was shooting extremely inefficient. He was getting clamped up by Nemanja Bielica and Gary Payton, who's like six inches yeah. shorter than him. It was horrible, yeah. man. And that's why I think I can't trust him. I would trust him if, for example... He does a pairing such as like the KD and Booker pairing like if he pairs him up with another number one star, you know Devin Booker, he led his team to the finals as number one option He brought KD in who's another number one option if Tatum does the same thing Yes, but is he the first be gonna be the first option on that team? Maybe not maybe so maybe it'll be 1A 1B between him and the other star. I'm gonna say no this team has is extremely good. Like, this team is really good all around, bro. Like, Al Horford at 35 years old and the past other years when he was younger, extremely good. He literally, Al Horford won them game one in in San Francisco last year. Like, single-handedly, literally. Yeah. Jalen Brown, I mean, obviously, like, aside from this big game choke, Jalen Brown is an extremely good player in all NBA caliber. He could get a super max extension. He's a good player. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Really good point guard. He's been that like he's been in the league for a long time now. He's really good Robert Williams, Derek white Malcolm Brogdon this year. I'm probably missing someone like dude I, I don't understand like how you can't win a championship one of these years since like 2018 He was the first option their rookie. His rookie year in 2018 when they faced Braun in the final yeah. in the Eastern Conference finals so That's why I say no, but it, it's it's an interesting debating topic and you know I don't know where the Celtics go from here, bro. I feel like Jalen Brown... I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of star movement this offseason. And I think that starts with Jalen Brown. I hope he doesn't get traded to the Warriors because we do not need a choker as our uh, second option when we would have to give up somebody like Andrew Wiggins probably to get him. But I don't know. There's been hints since like January that he's like doesn't want to be around the team anymore. So we'll see about that. Um, I don't know what other contracts they have expiring. We'll see once we... Get into free agency and everything, but yeah, that's my take on that.
1: And some uh, one more thing about the Jason Tatum possibly, possibly or not being a a number one option. I think that he can when he's consistent because in past playoff series, uh, this year, uh, like one of the games, I think it was the same series where he had two where he like traveled twice and he just made some very bad shots. uh, So when he's consistent. Like, he, he's the number one option, but I don't know what to do with him right now. I would probably get him a better center, but like you said, he's had such a great supporting cast, and he's uh, been able to get it done.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's just not that good. Like, I hope that that Game 7 in Philadelphia doesn't change everyone's mind because that was against quite possibly the biggest choking trio in NBA history, Doc Rivers, yeah. James Harden, and Joel Embiid. So, I hope yeah. people don't take that too out of context. I don't know why people don't talk about Last year's finals enough because I've never seen a superstar play so bad in the finals. Normally, that's when they put their heart, blood, sweat, and tears on the line. No, Jason Tatum, sold, choked, completely. Jalen Brown was three times at least better. So yeah, I mean that's what I got for the conference finals. If you got anything,
1: and Miami's a great team, but yeah. at the same time they're in the eighth seed. They're like, in eighth seed, and struggle. their entire
0: supporting cast
1: yeah. is
0: undrafted players. They they're good. Yeah, when I say undrafted players, I I hate saying that. I hate like when the media brings up like, oh their whole supporting cast is undrafted players. Yes, but they're good, and I'm not trying to say that. But yes, they are undrafted players, and who Miami developed. Jimmy Butler makes them get better because he's a team player, and that's yeah. why they're playing so good. Duncan Robinson, Max Strus, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin went off this game. Like, I mean, come on. If Jimmy can do it with them, you had five six chances now, Jason. Come on, man. I mean, that, that's what I got to say. Mm. All right, so that'll do it for the fifth episode um, of us wrapping up our thoughts on the conference finals. Uh, stay tuned. We will release our official finals preview, full breakdown of the Heat versus Nuggets series. That will be coming either Wednesday or Thursday. Before, ga- before tip-off, um, we're going to be talking about every single thing, all the little details, Heat versus Nuggets, and uh, we'll give our final- uh, official predictions. So... That's all for me. If you got anything to say, David.
1: No, go Nuggets.
0: Go Nuggets, baby. Uh, Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you in the next episode.